and welcome to the Atma Podcast. Now, you'll notice I'm alone. That is my fault. Unfortunately, I'm unavailable today. This is going out on the Thursday. My fault. I do apologise. But you're getting a podcast. You're still getting one, so don't worry about it. Just, just don't worry about it. Right off the bat, I hope everyone's doing well, wherever you're watching or listening from. I'm doing well. I've... Uh, I've been to the gym this morning. I, I'm doing the weird thing now of speaking as myself in the future because I'm recording this not on a Thursday. But my plan is to go to the gym on the Thursday. So by the time this is uploaded, I will have gone to the gym. I may have died in a horrific accident. This may be the last time you hear my voice or see my face. But just know... I recorded this podcast for you. Just know I was here in the trenches. Admittedly, I put myself in the trenches, but I'm here nonetheless. Now, Dan's not here because he wasn't able to do this week anyway, whether we were going to live stream it or not, because he's helping at the Hobo Jack factory um, where they are preparing for a big fucking day, which is Black Friday, because that is... The big fucking shopping event of the year. I don't know why I have to keep swearing, but it's how I communicate, you know? It's how I work. Just let me fucking cook, bro. Um, Jordan is obviously not here either because, well, that's my fault because I'm doing this not on a Thursday and we have Thursdays free normally to do the podcast. But also Jordan will at this point he will have started his new job. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, but basically there's a bit of manoeuvring around we're going to have to do with the podcast because he still wants to do the podcast, which is great and always has done from the start anyway. It never crossed his mind not to do the podcast. So the Drip podcast, the Atma podcast is still going on. Now he's going to take a step back from content creation full time and he's going to go to content creation part time. Basically. If you enjoy the Drip podcast, the Atma podcast, and, of course, the investigations, the paranormal ones that he does, uh, you sometimes see my face on there. Sometimes. Most of them. Not every single one, because it's quite hard to go to every single one because of holiday, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. But they're staying. So he's doing that, and he's always seen that as a hobby rather than the job. The job part was the extra content that he still enjoyed to a certain degree, but not as much as the investigations. I think the main reason, or one of the main reasons is, is why, as to why he's just taken a step back, is just the the financial pressure of having to pump out more content to make up for the fact that the content isn't getting as many views because of the algorithms, the way that the social media platforms work, especially on Facebook where content just seems to go up and down and much the same, to be honest, with YouTube. I think he's just had enough. Uh, he's felt like he's a bit of a slave to the algorithm, which you are. and you, you kind of try and learn all these things about what you think the algorithm wants. And in the end, you're not really making the content that you want to make because it kind of molds ever so slowly 
it molds your your content to what you think the algorithm wants and then when you give it what you think it wants it spits out an absolute dud and you're like ah right i think another thing that frustrates him and does frustrate me as well is that some of the content some of the content on these fucking places is awful but yet it gets so much attention and you just really feel for the rest of humanity after us because we have fucked it we have fucked it kudos to us to be fair how quickly we have fucked society is actually achievement that should be honored there should be a nobel prize given not just to one person from our generation but everyone in this generation because we have royally fucked it absolutely been the lot but yeah that is why he's taken a step back and you know power to him because he's he's going to be more stable he's going to be working in a better environment around people which is another thing i think he struggled with was having no one there i mean i'd go around sometimes and, and help him out with a video and that but i couldn't do that every day because he spends every day by himself when he was doing content creation largely just editing planning videos filming videos and that's all done by himself so yeah i mean there are some people out there who probably wish that 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 was their job but let me tell you just spend a little bit of time doing it and then then come back to me then come back to us rather because i've never done it full time so i can't even really talk on the subject but i'm just saying there's a few questions that people have been asking about jordan because it was mentioned in the last podcast and i do apologize we didn't really go over it that much it's a bit of a whirlwind podcast that one because there was no plan for it at all but that is why jordan is taking a step back from content creation again nothing is really leaving apart from the extra content that he didn't really want to have to keep doing anyway so all the stuff that he really has a passion for and hobby for such as the paranormal investigations the drip podcast and the atma podcast all that's staying with the atma podcast we might have to jiggle some stuff around um because well he's now going to be working in a basically a nine to five job so we might not be able to live stream the podcast anymore we might have to record it but that's fine you guys let us know what you would prefer not saying we're going to do what you say but we'll take into consideration because that's you know that's what we do that's what we do but yeah we'll discuss that um some point in the coming week or two so yeah just a, a little heads up of a possible change there but we still want to do the podcast, so it will still be here. Right. Enough. I've done the intro. Well, I fucked the intro, but I explain what's happened with Jordan. I'll explain what's happened with Dan. Now you get to enjoy the next hour or so just with me. And I can tell how many people have switched off already. Just like, oh, what is fucking geezer again? What's this? The Lossy Podcast? You're too fucking right it is, mate. It's fucking my pod, bro. I run this gaff. Anyway, I'll actually get onto a topic in a minute. I will, I promise. Um, I'm gonna, I want to talk about. I'm gonna go hard in the paint, straight out of the bat. Um, 
cancel culture. Been around for a little while now, hasn't it? It's been around. It's it's, it's kind of done the rounds. Um, it's gone through a few respected celebrities. You know, um, the one that comes to mind is Kevin Hart. A uh, pretty decent comedian, funny man. Got his dream job of hosting the Oscars. I think it was last year, or maybe the year before. And uh, then, when that was announced, he was going to be the guy hosting the Oscars. What an honour! He dreamt about that. It was a dream job. Don't know who dreams about hosting the Oscars. There we go. Each to their own. I mean, to be fair, it would be a decent gig, wouldn't it? Just to just to walk out in front of all those fucking pompous, stuck-up Hollywood dickheads and just give it to them, both barrels. And if you're in America, literally, walk on stage, Spaz 12, AR-15, strap around the fucking chest. When you run out of the Spaz 12 ammo, just get the bump-stocked fucking AR-15 out. No, that's, that's a bit graphic. It is a bit graphic, especially talking about cancel culture at the same time. But what I'm trying to say is, right, Kevin Hart got this gig. He was ecstatic. He was ecstatic, right? And um, some corners of what we like to call the cesspool of Twitter decided to uh, dish out, or dig out, rather, some old tweets from Kevin Hart. And now these tweets, you know, they include some fucking stupid homophobic jokes, you know, talking about, you know, how he wouldn't want his son to be gay and all that shit, which was clearly meant as a joke. You know, people will say it's distasteful now, which is fine. But how many years ago was it, man? Are we really going to dig that fucking deep? Are we really going to go there? Are we really going to do that? Well, they did. And um, the people who run the Oscars decided to drop him and uh, he didn't host the Oscars. So that is cancel culture for you. Tweets. He got, he lost his dream job over tweets. And it's relevant now because a very, um, popular comedian called Matt Rife. I believe that's how you say his name. He's a funny guy. He's a good-looking guy as well. Like He's got a lot of female fans, and it is clear to see why. Like, Well, he's a funny guy, and a lot of people don't realise how long he's been doing comedy, which automatically I have a level of respect for anyone who goes into comedy, especially stand-up comedy, and has been doing comedy for a long time, only to then now start to break into the mainstream. And he is at risk of being cancelled. The reason why he is at risk of being cancelled, or people are calling for his cancellation, um, is because of a domestic abuse joke he told. I think it was on his Netflix special. So this is obviously, he's he's hit a bit of popularity. He's on Netflix. He's told a joke that someone or some a group of people don't like. They've taken it upon themselves to say on Twitter, on social media, TikTok, um, this guy should not be on these platforms because he has said a joke that has offended me. 
I don't understand what fucked up version of the world you live in if you think the appropriate response to you being offended by a joke is to then end the career of said comedian who told that joke. I don't get that. I don't understand that mentality. Like, I'm a fat guy, right? I'm trying to change that shit, but I'm a fat guy, okay? I've got a few, well, I've got a few extra pounds. When I say few, I mean a lot. Do you know what I mean? But I'm trying to change that. I recognize that. When a comedian makes a fat joke, I don't sit there, because let's be honest, I'll be sitting, not standing. <laughs> or a bit too much fucking pressure on my weight, on my fucking joints, bro. I might just collapse. But I don't sit there and say, you know what, fuck this guy. Fuck him, because you're not allowed to say that shit. I'm actually personally offended. Right. Where's my Twitter bio? Hate fucking fat jokes. Right. It's special on Netflix. Right, that's it. He said a joke that I do not agree with. That is actually very damaging to my mental health and the mental health of others. So, why... Why do you even exist? If your entire life can be thrown into disarray because a person has made a joke about the size of someone that isn't fucking you, even if this is the thing that doesn't, I just don't understand. They'll say a fat joke about a general fat person and it's not even fucking aimed at the person who is upset. It's a bit of projection, if I may say so myself. You're projecting your own disappointment and hatred of yourself or disappointment in yourself onto someone else who meant no harm to you at all. But it is what it is. I don't sit there and go, oh my God. Can I can I function now? Like he's told a fat joke. Do 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 I do I send a complaint in now? Where, where's my justice? I deserve justice. Also, I'll get a just eat. But oh, I where's my justice? It's it's just a a really scummy. And this is my point of view. So, look, I don't know if Dan or Jordan share the same views as me here, but you you you're rolling in the deep with me today. All right, so these are my views, and I'm just sharing them. But I don't see that as a um, I don't see that as a viable thought process for myself. Like, if that comedian was going to, I don't know, the hospital where the ward is just full of obese people and then telling to those obese people multiple fat jokes about how they're going to die early, they're going to get diabetes, all this shit, then you can be like, well, that's a bit inappropriate and that's probably not that great for their health. But they're not doing that. They're not. They're just not. And I, look, if you're listening to this and you don't agree with what I'm saying, all I've got to say is, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. 
it doesn't matter. But to me, I personally feel that there is no subject that is off the table in terms of jokes. And you can find jokes offensive. There'll probably be a joke that I find offensive to the point where I just do the mature thing and go, ah, probably don't want to listen or watch to this anymore, watch this anymore. So I'm going to turn it off. That seems to be too difficult for a lot of people. And it, it runs in a little bit. Just going to go back to Jordan here. Stay with me. Stay with me. When he creates content, there is three groups of people. There are a group of people that absolutely love what he does and say, this is amazing, Jordan. Thank you for all this content. Blah, blah, blah. Very good. Can you do this one next? Encouraging words, basically. There's a group of people who provide, and this group of people is very, very small, who provide constructive criticism, but also see good points about what Jordan has done. And this isn't just Jordan. This goes for multiple content creators of any kind. And then you've got the other group who hate the very fibre that anyone is made out of who is a content creator. Like, literally, I have seen comments that Jordan has sent me from people who are like, why do you even breathe air? Why do you get to steal oxygen from other people in this world? And it's like, my bro, he's made a video about a true crime case. And he may have made several statements that you don't like in that video. Why are you continuing to watch it if you don't like it? Just turn the fucking thing off. Watch someone you do enjoy. But the thing is, they don't enjoy anything because they hate themselves. There you go. There you go. They hate themselves, so they're just going to bring everyone down with them. Fuck it. I get that, but just fucking own it. I don't even know what this podcast's about. I don't even know. I don't even know. But what I'm saying is, I mean, I've gone off the rails. It's clear. I'm there. You know, I'm shell-shocked in the trench. I'm probably going to get, you know, stabbed by a bayonet. I'm not paying attention to what's going on around me. I'm getting that fucking save at Private Ryan fucking ringing in the ears. But I just feel like, although it's been around for a long, long time, cancel culture, it is becoming more and more fucking ridiculous. I mean, cancel culture, when it first started, like back in the back in the day, cancel culture was like, you shouldn't stab people of a different race because they're a different race. And it was like, hmm, I can kind of get behind that. I get that. That's not great. But now it's like, you don't call me 
by the pronouns that I have stated that I should be called by. So, you should now not have a career or any income. Seems fair. Seems fair to me. That's that's a fair system. That's a tolerant system. It's just a silly argument for anything is I'm offended, so stop it. And then when they when you don't stop it, when you don't apologize, it's like, right, I'm offended. I'm gonna stop you by getting a company to remove the payment you get for whatever, maybe it be a sponsorship, a Netflix special, a TV show you're on has to then fucking recast you because you said something back in like two thousand and five on MySpace. And it's like <sighs> I don't even know if MySpace was around in 2005. But, you know, it the same, you know, story exists there. It's a coherent argument. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, it's... it's um, Cancel culture is a weird beast. I don't know. It kind of just fucking made me angry that Matt Reif, who I like as a comedian, I think he's funny... Uh, I wouldn't say he's like my favourite comedian, but I respect him because he's in comedy. I respect anyone who goes into comedy because that is a fucking... There are tough gigs out there, and being a stand-up comedian is probably one of the toughest gigs out there. Like, just to even get noticed now is, is just fucking ridiculous. But he's been doing it for a long time, and I just feel like... If you were going to cancel a comedian because they made a joke about domestic abuse, I think you really just need to sort yourself out. Like, there's a a few times in life where I really just sit back and just go, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Because it's pointless. If I do, it'll just become an argument. And I don't need the argument. But I'll fucking die on the hill that there's a joke that shouldn't be told because of the content that's in the joke. I'll die in the hill. Jokes should be told, right? And before anyone comes at me saying, oh, what about if someone masks racism in a joke? It's like, it's, it's pretty clear when someone's being racist, right? It's pretty clear. There'll be a pattern. There'll be consistent language that they use in the joke and they'll use it forever but I'm just saying that Matt Reif shouldn't be cancelled for that and I I really hope and I, I know he probably won't anyway not that I know him at all but Matt if 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 you if you apologize I will fucking die inside because that is the one thing they look for as soon as you apologize that's it. The game's over. The house of cards falls down. But the fucking... The thing that really winds me up is you'll have all these people that get offended on behalf of who they deem the target of the joke. Regardless of whether the actual target of the joke is offended themselves, but they'll get offended on their behalf. And then once the apology comes in, two minutes later, 
don't give a fuck. Gone. It's almost as like that event never happened. Never happened. They move on to the next thing. They move on and they try and cancel someone else. It's like a a plague of locusts, these people. I'm not I'm going fucking hard in the paint on people who support cancel culture. But a plague of locusts literally just swarming around any bit, a shred of evidence of wrongdoing possible. It, it just fucks me off. It fucks me off that someone like Matt Rife puts the fucking work in, puts the graft in, got to where he's got to, mad respect for him, gets to where he's got to, and then he's having a load of shit because someone is just said, no, that joke is not allowed. No. Income denied. It's like, what fucking planet do you live on? If we left this world for you to govern and, you know, implant your rules on, it would be a fucking hellhole. So let's just not beat you around the bush here. You're a whiny little bitch. Why don't you fuck off? Fuck off. It's what I do. If I don't like something, if I don't like a bit of content, guess what I fucking do? It's not even that hard, and I'm fat. It's not a lot of effort. You don't even have to run. You don't have to run. You don't have to fucking do any exercise. You've got a remote with batteries. You do this. Or, even better, you've got a phone. You watch a bit of content. Oh, you said a joke I don't like. Off. Is it really that difficult? No. Instead, you then go into, right, I'm going to do a bit of fucking sleuth work here. Right, where's his fucking, where did he work 10 years ago? Right. Who's the fucking CFO of this company he's connected to? So, Are you really... Really, honestly, like, this is going to be a bit of hyperbole for everyone out there, but I'm sure there'll be someone who takes it seriously. But I would personally love to run a service where, and it would take a hell of a lot of surveillance. So I am anti-surveillance, but in this scenario, I would support it. If you are found to be one of these people who has disliked a bit of content to the point where you now try and find out ways to get what someone sacked, get them cancelled, get them off the air, get them basically in prison, I would love to run a service where I exterminate those people through various means, you know, shotgun blast, C4 on the face... Thermite, AC-130. There's a lot of collateral damage with the AC-130. You know, you're flying the plane in. It's got, you know, 40 mil cannons. cannons. It's, it's, it's not a good time. So you're going to have to really isolate these people to an area where you can decimate without killing anyone else. Obviously, I'm joking. Or am I? That's, yeah... I mean, this podcast has gone off the rails. This this might be the last one. This might be the last one, but I'm glad it would be, you know. 145 episodes 
I mean, I would, I would have been nice to get to the 50, 150. It would have been. But we don't all get what we want in life. So, you know, I'm going to take this opportunity to Dan and Jordan uh, to just... Uh, actually, no, I'm not doing that. I nearly fell into my own trap. I nearly apologised for my own content. That's, that is incorrect of me. I stand by my principles. So, yeah, I'm I'm not going to apologise. And the bottom line is, I don't think anyone should apologise. A good fact, like a good judge of how you should act if you get cancelled is Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais does not give a fuck. Like, doesn't give a fuck. And why should he? Why should he? Why should he give a fuck if he's told a joke that some fucking Karen or Kevin online is like, I don't like that? That is not right. You should not be able to do that. Why? Who gives a fuck? You can say that, but don't try and get the fucking swat cancelled. You've got no fucking right. Plus, you're probably wrong anyway. Anyway, I, as you can tell, I'm a bit, I'm a bit het up about it, you know? A bit het up about it. Oof. Cancel culture can just fuck off. It's been that way for years. And it's just the hypocrisy of basically every action. There's no way these people have gone through life who find these wrongdoings with all these, you know, comedians, celebrities, whatever. Even normal people on Twitter, man. If if a if an argument on Twitter goes that far, you fucking know there's going to be people out there who stalk the fuck out of them and try and find a chink in the armour. And when I say chink in the armour, I mean find out where they work and get them sacked. I just don't get it. That That is, that is a fucking mental mindset. A psychotic mindset, in my opinion. I'm going to have to hydrate because... Um, my mouth is a bit parched, you know. Oh, that's that's some ASMR right there. Have a bit more. I did exaggerate the um the gulp there, but I want you all to hear it. Stay hydrated, everyone. It's a key component for life hydration. Uh, I feel like I'm not going to go too much longer on the cancel culture because I've done half an hour on it. And I feel like that should be enough. It really should. But I'm not quite done just yet. Because I skipped over a part. This is the, the worst part of cancel culture, which is people who get offended on behalf of other people. Those people are special. And when I say special, I mean special. Because not only do you have to have the mindset of, wow, that's bad, that person cannot say that, but you don't even have to feel the shame or the embarrassment of what's being talking about itself. You have to just suddenly have this empathetic wave of emotion. That you're like, whoa. I used to have a mate who was fat 
10 years ago. That joke that you told about someone living on McDonald's for a week, that is across the line. And that's, it makes no sense to me. Doesn't. Doesn't. I just don't get it. Doesn't compute. Doesn't make sense. Oh, the visualization I have of that idea of being offended on someone else's behalf is like a unfortunately mentally challenged child trying to put a square block through a circle hole that's just not it's just not right you know it's not going in that's like the visualization i have of it and i can't even speak so but yeah that's enough on cancel culture look i'm going to talk about something a bit more upbeat now um cancer no i'm joking no look don't cancel me for that. That was a cheap joke. But Christmas. Some people compare it to... Ca- I'm not even going to fucking go there. Look, Christmas, right? It's just round the corner, really. It's crept up on us again. How does it keep doing this? This guy's like... Whoever's, you know, behind the idea of Christmas is, like, really stealthy. Because the last time I thought about Christmas was July. Because I saw one of those, you get it every year. Every fucking year. Some absolute wet wipe on Facebook. And it is their right to do this. Is their right? They post like how many sleeps it is left until Christmas and it's got a picture of Will Ferrell dressed as the elf from the film Elf. Funny enough. Um, doing the, uh, like the freaking out pose. Like, ah, so many sleeps left till Christmas. And it's like the last time I thought about Christmas was genuinely, genuinely then. I can't remember how many days it was to, or how many sleeps it was until Christmas back then, but it's just like July happened, then August, then it moulded into September, then it's October coming, and now we're in November. I'm like, fuck. We're halfway through, over halfway through November now, and it's the first time I've really thought about Christmas. I suppose... I mean, it's a, 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 it's probably a slight lie because I have done my shopping, my Christmas shopping, but I haven't really thought about it being Christmassy. I've just been like, right, this is a thing I need to do, so let's get it fucking done. But this is the first time I've actually thought about Christmas, thought about Christmas decorations, thought about Christmas music, thought about snow, which I don't know why we as, I, I associate it with snow because i've had about mm, i'd say two and a half christmases that have been in any way shape or form affected or touched by snow but it has that affiliation with snow because it's wintry you know but anyway christmas i do love christmas i do it's my favorite holiday of the year the others quite frankly can suck a dick um, and the the dick they can suck is a smeg. No, I'm not even going to do that. Look, a smegma filled. That's what I was going to say. Uh, because Easter, who gives a fuck? Honestly, who gives a fuck? Easter is as much about Easter eggs as it is about religion. And don't get me wrong, there'll be people out there who say, "Well, about Christmas, Christmas is about giving gifts rather than the actual religious." story behind it it's like well for good reason 
for good fucking reason. Why, why does it make any sense that we should be, ah, we'll celebrate the birth of Jesus? How did that happen? Joseph got royally and utterly fucked. He didn't even get to penetrate the fucking woman! How fucking mad would you be that you are the guy who has his partner and she is like, nah, not tonight. I'm feeling tired. And he's like, okay, cool. No problems. No worries. I'll try again tomorrow because I'm a trier, you know? And uh, then you come out, come down to find out, you know, later down the line, that she's uh, she's got a child, she's bearing a child. And then you find out you weren't even the one to impregnate her. And not only that, no one else did either. Just happened. Just God was like. Right. Let there be Jesus. And it was. That's how it happened. It's actually written down, word for word, what I just said. I just imagine, like, you're just sitting across from her going, like, well, so you didn't cheat on me. You didn't actually cheat on me. You just had a child because someone said somewhere, at some point, there be Jesus. How like dumbfounded would you be? Just like, I th- should I be angry? Fuck. I don't know who to hit about this. I can't really hit her because she's got a child and she didn't really cheat on me. It's not acceptable to hit women or anyone for that matter. Doesn't matter what sex or orientation they are. Don't hit them. That was a uh, top corner save from the cancel culture that would come if I didn't make that comment. But Christmas, fuck all to do religion. I don't give a fuck about it, right? I just love getting family around, having a few drinks, eating way too much. That's one of my favorite things. Eating way too much, um, having a good couple of like board games, maybe a bit of Trivial Pursuit. I personally like the ones that are from, like, 1945. So they've got references to things that no one even fucking knows about. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It is. So having a good, like, family gathering at Christmas, you know, giving each other jokey gifts, having a laugh, watching TV. That I, was pro- I think I said this in the VIP podcast, so this is a bit of a window in to what content you get from the uh, the VIP podcast, four ninety nine a month for the membership for this channel. If you want to become a member, four ninety nine. There is a, a join button somewhere underneath this video. Give it a click. Give it a click. If you are audio listeners, I don't know. I don't somewhere, if you go to YouTube and you want to do that, do it. But from where you're listening now, I can't navigate you successfully. You will have to go to YouTube to do that. Anyway, plug over. What I'm basically saying is I said on that VIP podcast that 
I don't watch TV at all in terms of like regular TV unless it's at Christmas because I like to personally see what fucking shit people pay um, the TV license for. I'm one of them people, look, TV licensing, you can try and come after me. I don't have any, I don't even have a working aerial at my property. So there's no way I can watch terrestrial TV. Okay, You'll get them people who's like, well, technically, if you watch BBC iPlayer, you should have to pay the license fee. So, well, at the moment, I don't even have a working TV. So I don't know what you want to do about that. I mean, I've done something about it. I bought a new one at great cost, and I'm fuming about it because I only had that TV for six years. Six good years. But not once did I watch terrestrial television on it. Not once. Because I know from going around my grandparents enough, I know that the majority of TV, terrestrial TV, is fucking repeats. And I'm talking about repeats of programs no one wanted to watch in the first place. Like, who the fuck puts on Flog It and goes, do you know what we should do with this program? Next week, play exactly the same episodes, exactly the same time, on exactly the same days. That's a fucking idea. But yeah, Christmas is a time where you really get to have a look into what the regular TV viewer has. You know, you'll you'll see probably one of the Avengers films or something on New Year's Day or Boxing Day, Christmas Day, there'll be some other fucking shite film that's been... I'm not saying that the, the Avengers films are shite, by the way. I do quite like them. But I'm just saying there's they often put on a film that's not really new. It's been out for several years. And you like, oh, well, I guess we'll watch that because there's nothing fucking else on. But it doesn't matter anyway because most of the family don't really pay attention to the TV. It's just something in the background. Um, obviously, we all used to gather around the TV, TV for the uh, Queen's speech, which will obviously now be the King's speech, which no one will give a fuck about because no one gave a fuck really about the Queen's speech. We only put it on to kind of see how pompous it all was. But there was a bit of respect for the Queen, at least. With the King, no one gives a fuck. I'd rather see Prince Andrew. Honestly, I want to test the theory that this man doesn't swear. Put him on at Christmas, and let's watch that guy fucking just exude B.O. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see someone question him. I don't want to see him just going like, I wish your family well this Christmas. Let me read an extract from the Bible and all will be well. All the charges will be dropped. I am not ever, ever setting foot into Pizza Express Woking ever again. Do you know what I mean? It, it should be him talking to someone else who's asking him tough questions. That's what I'd watch at Christmas. Fuck it, I'll pay license fees there and then. Anyway, what I'm getting at is, without being sidetracked again, is that I like Christmas. Christmas is a good holiday. I'm not really big on Halloween. Don't give a fuck about Easter. 
I'm not American, so I don't give a fuck about Thanksgiving. So it's the only really holiday of the year that I enjoy, really. New Year's Day is cool because you always always see family. Sometimes you're hanging out of your ass if you've had a good New Year's Eve. But it's the period of the year this family orientated. It feels like natural to meet up with your family. You know, you don't, it feels unnatural to meet up with your family just on a random weekend. But at Christmas and New Year's, it feels legit. It feels right. But I do love Christmas. I haven't heard any um, Christmas songs as of yet. I'm surprised because last year I was hearing Christmas songs at the end of October. I was fuming. I was fuming. Because if you've worked in retail, and everyone who's worked in retail knows exactly what I'm about to say, if you worked in retail for any amount of time over Christmas, you will grow in your head a fucking tumour that signals out and receives only information about Christmas music when you're at work. Oh, you can pick it out. You can hear it ten aisles away. That fucking Mariah Carey can shut the fuck up about all she wants for Christmas. Because all I want is permanent hearing loss. Is that so much to ask for? Not really. Just go down the cutlery aisle, get a couple of knives, jab them in your ear. Job done. It is, it's the guerrilla warfare tactic of getting it done, but it gets the job done. Probably gets you a couple of days off work as well. And maybe a psych evaluation. Maybe. Depends on the company you work for, really. But it's just a, this, a vile thing that you work or that you have to experience during working retail just have this almost you grow accepting of your fate in which you will become incredibly depressed at work because you're listening to nothing but shaking stevens and fucking cliff richard and mariah carey and they don't even put on the good fucking christmas songs because no one likes the one line that says faggot in the, what's it called, the, I don't even know the name of it, that is bad, that is bad, let me, something about the bell rings, or summit, Christmas song, that is banned, what song is it, oh yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember that, last year there was a big, uproar about the song Baby It's Cold Outside I was like okay it was a song made in like what 1944 wow I actually got that right 1944 what song is it it's actually embarrassing I don't know this 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 is something I could be cancelled for perfectly happy for me to be cancelled by this Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. How did I fucking forget that? How did I forget that? 
and it was released in the I want to say the late eighties, maybe early nineties. But yeah, people say that shouldn't be released, or you shouldn't hear that at Christmas because it's got the word faggot in it, and that's got negative connotations. Fine, I get why you probably want to play it in shops. I kind of get that. I do. I guess. You're not allowed to have, you know, swear words and that in the Christmas music or any music in in shops. So I guess you can have that one. But I do like that song. A few times at Christmas, not played over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, Christmas Aid, or what's, is it called Christmas Aid? It's not called Christmas Aid, is it? The John Lennon one's all right. War is over. Um, it's just it's Band Aid. Why? Why did I think it was Christmas Aid? Because it's at Christmas and it's got Aid in the song title. Um, do they know it's Christmas? That is that gets on your tits. It does. But I'd say there's not really a good example of a Christmas song that you'd want just played every day over and over again but that is what happens when you work at retail over christmas that is what happens so my heart goes out to anyone especially if you work in supermarkets because they're the worst offenders they really are you're working at a supermarket and you you know you're on shift for let's be honest there'll be christmas music from now until christmas so from now until the 24th of December, my heart goes out to you. I mean, I work in retail still myself, but I'm not going to be bound. Like, we just have a radio in the office. If I really don't like it that much, I'll just turn it off. But the people who work in the supermarkets don't get that choice. So that's where the privilege comes in. That's why I am privileged. And I'll accept and I will take that privilege to the bank. I'm not listening to Mariah Carey anymore. I don't like her fucking regular music, so there's no way I'm going to like her Christmas music. What a bitch. Unsolicited use of the word bitch there against Mariah Carey. Got really nothing against her. Just don't like her voice that much. And uh, she did that shit Walker's advert, didn't she? But yeah, Walker's adverts have been down the pan for a long time. So that's just, you know, just a rambling thought of mine. But Christmas is good. Thumbs up to Christmas, Christmas music, because of my history of working in retail and my experience um, still working in retail is bad. It's shit. Because all the Christmas songs that I like aren't ones you can play in a retail setting. But it would be great just to hear one day, just to have one day where I could play the Christmas music that I want to play. It's what it is. Can't do much about it. But yeah, people also, can I, can I just say, right, I know it's a stressful time at Christmas, especially if you're a male, because let's be honest, we all leave fucking presents to the last minute, even though this year I've been fucking good. And I've got all my presents pretty much done. I ain't wrapped them all yet, so let's not go too far. But I've been good. 
but the vast majority of men leave Christmas shopping way too late. We're already stressed. There's a lot of pressure on us, you know? Got a lot of pressure. But please, can you treat the people who are in the shops with some level of courtesy and respect, please? Like, if you're leaving to go to the shop on the 24th of December to get cream, to get a dessert, to get that fucking yule log, to get that fucking milk, to get those fucking Christmas puddings, dare I say it, even getting a fucking turkey. Please understand that that is an unrealistic goal. One, because all people do at Christmas, especially the last few days of trade before Christmas, is they hoard fucking everything. When I worked at Tesco's, here's the anecdote time. This is official anecdote section of the podcast. Might become a recurring segment, who knows. When I worked at Tesco's, I worked at Tesco's for four years. I worked four Christmases, I think. Is it three or four? Every Christmas, without fail, we'd have this same fucking fight every year over the stupidest shit. I would be in charge of basically putting stuff out on the dairy aisles. And that was my that was my jam. You know, I was in charge of the milk. I was in charge of the lactose, you know. I was in charge of the cream, yogurts. There's a bit of, like, you know, we covered, like, ready meals and that sort of stuff. Cheese, some orange juice and all that stuff. But let me just tell you, we are a dairy-hungry race when it comes to Christmas. I would be literally in a chiller full of milk and cream. So much cream. Oh, so much cream. I'd be in a chiller full of it, right? And there wasn't enough staff to supply the cream to the aisles in enough time before... I would walk out with an entire pallet of cream. I wouldn't even put it on the shelf. I'd leave like a dead carcass to the vultures that were people in that shop. I'd leave the pallet of cream to go and get another from the chiller. And I shit you not, the 35-second walk from the milk aisle to where the chiller is, I'd come back and all of it is gone. I don't even remember there being any pallets left. So it was like, oh, shit, we get the pallets for free too. Let's ransack this bitch. So that's what they did. It was an absolute nightmare. Like, you could have put 10 people on just the milk and dairy aisle. Like, Yogurts, fucking yakko, all that shit, cream. And he wouldn't have had enough 
stock or manpower. It's insane. It's insane. I'll never get used to the taste of water. I've been drinking it now for a good solid year and a half as my main source of hydration. And tap water just done hit right. It done hit right. But I'll keep on drinking it because it's better for you than just gulping on like a fan of lemon in it, really. Too much sugar in that. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, one time, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, I actually got spat at at Tesco's. I don't think the guy actually meant to spit at me, but he was angry, and he did gob on me. And I say, uh, gob is maybe a little bit of an exaggeration. It was, uh, there was a bit of froth, a bit of froth in the spit. You know, like uh, you get a Guinness. You get the top layer of froth. Maybe like a, a couple of droplets of froth. The rest was just, you know, pure saliva, 100%. He was particularly angry that we didn't have a certain cream. I think he wanted, like, they do so, like, this is another problem. They do so many different types of cream. Just do single cream and double cream. People will just have to fucking deal with it. But no, let's bring out the extra thick cream. Let's bring out the fucking low-calorie cream. Let's bring out the fucking lactose-free cream. So it's like everyone gets a cream. There's a cream for you. So, yeah, this guy was incensed that on the 24th of December, it might be the 23rd, fuck it, I don't give a shit, it was right next to Christmas. It was after the 20th, easily, right? Incensed that we had run out of stock when he's watching people lift pallets of fucking milk pallets of fucking cream and putting it in their baskets or trolleys with fucking nothing else in there but dairy products he's like going hmm why have you not got the product that i've asked you to have in stock why it's not like you're currently getting ransacked for the stuff is it I mean, yes, it is, my friend, it is. I tried to calmly explain to him, whilst Mariah Carey was telling me what she wanted for Christmas for the 12th time that day, I tried to calmly explain to him that we don't have another delivery. Like, my bro, this is it. What you see is what we got. You either have this single cream... Or the double cream, you tosser. I didn't call him a tosser. I didn't. But I said, look, there's no more extra thick cream left. If you want that thick cream, you're going to have to fucking source it somewhere else, my bro. Or, I didn't call him bro either. I don't know why I'm saying that. Or you can uh, get the single cream or double cream. Those are your choices. The man did not like this. The fact that the choice that he wanted to make was the one that wasn't available to him drove him insane. To the point where he started shouting at me personally because it was my fault that Tesco's hadn't stocked up enough 
extra thick cream for him to come in on the 24th of December at like 1.30 in the afternoon, expecting there to be ample opportunity to get what he wants. So anyway, in the process of him saying this, oh, it's fucking disgusting, blah, blah, blah. What do you expect? How people are meant to shop at Christmas? This is the only opportunity I've had since Christmas. Fuck bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Anyway, he carried on. And I don't know what word it is that he spat at me on. Again, I don't think he meant to, but it came out of his mouth. I'm guessing it was probably like a, maybe like an S sound or maybe an F. Maybe when he said fucking, but I I was standing in front of him, but I was kind of like, right, he's here, he's like here, and I'm like turning to him, talking to him, and then I'm trying to basically, what's the word, make the shelves look not as cluttered, so there's like cardboard and shit, I'm breaking it off, putting it into a basket, pulling everything forward, I'm facing up, you know, I'm making stuff look good for people as much as I possibly can. So I would turn to him. I'd be like, sorry, you're going to have to have either single or double cream. That's all we've got. Gone back to here. And I just see this like almost missile nuke bit of spit just land on my shoulder. And I'm wearing, working Tesco, you, you, at the time you wore like a dark blue kind of jumper because you're in the dairy section. You work in fridges. You get the absolute luxury of wearing a jumper amazing it was a dark blue navy blue jumper and i just saw this like missile of spit land on my shoulder and i was like looking at it so this guy's just gobbed on me this guy has just gobbed on me i don't know what to do is this assault can i smack this cunt oh i've ruined it i've ruined it an hour and two minutes in, and I've said the C word, and now it probably won't be able to be monetized. That is terrible. It is what it is. Merry Christmas. Doesn't matter. So he spat on me. Um, he didn't apologize. This was a bit I was like, look, obviously I think it's been an accident. You've spat at me. What are you going to do about it? Just apologize. And I'll be fine. I mean, it'd be fine either way. I've not been, you know, sexually assaulted. Someone spat at me. Unintentionally, I think. But he didn't. He just, like, kind of... I think he realised what he'd done. And then he got a bit embarrassed and just fucked off. But it weren't just, like, he was the only one in the aisle. There's multiple people walking past, fucking trying to wiggle their way through, ask me questions at the same time. So he just, like slinked off you know like that fucking homer gif where he just like basically backs into a hedge and he disappears that's basically what he did so i went into the um i went into the chiller got a, like a wipe we have wiped off my shoulder you know and carried on with my day but if you're out there anywhere i don't know your name because you never told me I don't even really remember what you look like because I didn't spend that much time looking at your face because the more I looked at you, the more I wanted to 12 to 6 elbow you in the face. But Merry Christmas. Like, Merry Christmas. You didn't say sorry, but it's fine. It didn't affect me. 
you know, that much. It might have had a major role in why I don't speak to my dad. I don't know. I'm joking. Just chill out. Chill out. Have a good Christmas. But just treat... Can you? Can we just treat people with respect? And, you know, if if you don't... If they don't have something that you really wanted to get and it's close to Christmas, let's not blame them. Let's portion a bit of blame to ourselves. Hard, I know. Look, I know it's difficult. I know it's hard to do. But we've got to do it sometimes. You know, sometimes we deserve to hate ourselves. Not hate, that's probably too strong a word. Dislike actions we've taken. And I think sometimes that's missing in society. Instead of taking accountability for something, however small or big it is, we blame someone else. There you go. That is a whiz. That is a nugget or a gob of um, wisdom that I've just shared with you there. That really is. And I think that is probably a good place to stop this rambling mess of a podcast. Um, if you've made it this far, comment your favourite part about the podcast. I don't see that many people are going to be commenting that because I think everyone would have turned off about five minutes in, maximum. But if you have made it this far, thank you for watching and listening. I really do appreciate you. And I'm sorry we didn't have a full-fledged episode for you today, but it's the best I could have done on short notice. Um, And we'll uh, we'll try to figure out a way of still doing the podcast on the Thursdays, obviously. Um, but we don't know whether it's going to be live-streamed or not at the moment. So... We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I hope you're having a good day wherever you're listening or watching from. And we'll see you in the next one. Up the Atma. Bye-bye for now.